thank you for joining me for another redemption broadcast and yes indeed back again <laughs> for another round indeed there's so much happening in our world today and we can take heart to know that alpha and omega the beginning and the end the alaftal is in full and complete control the sovereign ruler over all the earth and um, even against this quote-unquote alien invasion, we have... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just... <laughs> it's just, you know when you like... It's like almost kind of like if you catch, catch a rat in a cage. I don't know how many people have done that, but if you catch a wild animal and you put them in a cage and they like try to like... And they're kind of like... Trying to get out of the cage somehow, some way, figure out a way to get out of the the mess that they put them in, really. Or was it they they put themselves? You could say they put themselves in the cage, and then you could say someone put, put that cage there for them to get trapped. Yeah. Okay. So uh, anyway, I uh, back to the uh, initial uh, topic. Um, for today's uh, broadcast, <clears throat> hopefully it will be enriching to you, and I encourage you to check out um, the other broadcasts available on uh, Redemption. Uh, <clears throat> there's some interesting content there, and uh, it'd be great to uh, uh, to for you to listen to that. And uh, if you so feel compelled to uh, contact. Uh, you can contact by email at this time at uh, our chat box. That's a R uh, letter R chat box at mailfence.com. And that's uh, you can uh, <laughs> shoot over an email. And we are not yet on uh, anything, but uh, we shall keep you informed of other other additional uh, content there we've opened a redemption TV on YouTube uh, there's no content there yet um, but you can go ahead and subscribe it will be content there and just letting you know that's up and going so uh, so let's uh, continue and I just would like to open in prayer and uh, open open our eyes Abba Open our eyes, Father, that we may behold the wondrous things out of thy law, out of thy word, in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, and Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Okay, so, uh, the topic t is on the marriage supper of the Lamb, and <laughs> it's on marriage, and I wanted us to explore this, you know, this season uh, typically, people tend to go into uh, marital covenants in between May and the summer months, and um, but more so than I wanted to touch on this topic because we're in um, closing out the harvest, and uh, I wanted to touch upon what uh, what marriage really, this whole concept of marriage, um, biblically, biblically. Um, our understanding biblically of marriage 
You see, in our culture, I was being contested and transformed and configured. But we want to look at the original design. That's what I wanted to explore and it, how it's interwoven um, throughout scriptures. This, this, this institution of marriage, you want to call it institution, establishment of marriage, this covenant of marriage. And how it's interwoven throughout scriptures and even to the end where we see this uh, transmission of the gravity of a marital covenant relationship with the Almighty. All right, so we have this understanding in our minds about marriage. You may or may not have an understanding of it but let's look at the beginning the almighty creator of life seen and unseen creates the covenant of what i want us to understand is that the almighty creator of life seen and unseen creates the covenant institution of marriage and i want us to think of marriage as a covenant not as an experiment where you test and go it's like you go into the beach and you see some water there and then you tap your toes in it to see if it's cold or, or, or if it's proper to, and you slowly dip and dabble in it and you play around. No, I'm not talking about marriage as any other form of experiment. I'm talking about marriage in, as a biblical covenant institution. Covenant is um, a very interesting word. You see covenant a co almost like a contract. That cannot, if you think of covenant, like a contract or agreement that cannot be broken without penalty, injury, or death so as mentioned the almighty creator of life seen and unseen creates the covenant institution of marriage which is a, a foreshadow of the marital covenant relationship between christ yes you are the anointed one and his ecclesia or church if some we say in, in his assembly's body of believers so uh, we see this the most high tells us the and from the beginning, you know, he tells us about this. He establishes um, physically uh, this marital relationship between a man and a woman. Um, and the, in, in, in Hebrew, it, it, when we examine the Hebrew words, which would be ano another interesting exploration for us to, to, to discover and if encourage you to do that as well research it but if you look at the original hebrew word uh for e for for adam for for man for woman you you'll you'll see how the creator's design so intricately from the beginning uh, took shape um even in the words uh that used in the uh, uh even in the word itself so which for the sake of time i'm not getting into but i want to look at um genesis chapter 2 verse 18 to 25 Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 to 25 when he says and people may not have known this and the Lord God okay uh, Yahweh Elohim said it is not good that the man should be alone I will make him a helpmeet for him right and we see this unveiling of, of Eve by the creation of the Almighty uh, and the, and just go down to verse 21, and I encourage you to read this for yourself. It says Genesis, bear sheet, chapter 2, verse 18 to 25. Uh, verse 21, and the, and 
Yahweh Elohim caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Okay, this is the original design of the Almighty. And what Yeshua taught when he was speaking to the Pharisees. The rib, the rib, the rib from man, right? He brought her unto the man. He brought Isha before Adam. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, Isha, because she was taken out of man. And therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave or cling or stick unto his wife. And they shall be one flesh one flesh so we see early on now just this is a biblical unveiling of the covenant arrangement of marriage between a man and a woman and later on in scriptures when we see yeshua hamashiach the anointed one come onto the scene we see this um this marital uh covenant relationship between christ and the body and um we see marriage this cool covenant marital relationship uh also in uh, Hosea um and so we see marriage basically what I'm trying to say marriage throughout interwoven throughout scriptures and then when we get to Revelations 19 and this is where I'm getting to where we see the beginning and, and we see the, the the fulfillment in the end uh, we'll, we'll travel there you know I do scriptural tours right so we're going to travel there and then so uh you can join in and go to Revelation 19, encourage you to read this on your own as well, is if we go to Revelation 19 now, we see this glorious event where the, where the bridegroom meets his, his, his righteous bride. And this is what we are to aspire to, right? To be holy as Elohim is holy. This is not bonded to freedom. So if we look at, uh, and I'm going to get into this as well, uh, the, the season that we're in and when it's about seasons and the times that we're in then i heard now this is uh revelation chapter 19 um verse uh start from verse six let's see six to uh yeah let's start from verse six then i heard that uh, what sounded like a roar of a huge crowd like the sound of rushing waters like loud uh, peals of thunder saying, Hallelujah, Arunai, Elohim of, of, of heaven's armies has begun his reign. Let us rejoice and be glad. Let us give him the glory for the time has come for the wedding of the lamb, the wedding of the lamb and his bride has, has prepared herself fine linen, bring in clean has been given her to wear and fine linen means the righteous deeds of of, of, of Yah's people it's purity so 
this is interesting because we're seeing this revelation to the uh, apostle uh, John, uh, Hukunam, and we we see the apostle John being being allowed to see this glorious vision, this glorious vision, this glorious great day of the the beauty of the uh, of of uh, victory, right? The angel said to me, write how blessed are those who have been invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. Now, the Messianic community of believers in Christ Jesus is the bride of the anointed one, the Messiah. And I just wanted to add this in that, you know, Apostle John, who walked and talked with Jesus, now being exiled to an island in Paphos and for preaching and teaching the commands of Yeshua and teaching the commands of the Most High and laboring there now in a, in a glorious vision. And writing it all down we we see her and and in chapter 19 now in verses 11 and 16 it is in righteousness that he passes judgment and goes to battle and i when i say he i mean yeshua because we are invited into this inaugurational wedding <laughs> uh feast um with the righteous uh, bride of Yeshua and um, so it is in righteousness that he passes judgment and goes to battle Yeshua's work at his return is not only to reward the righteous we see in six to, verses 6 to 10 but also to conquer and judge the wicked to conquer and judge the wicked. And if you like some um, scriptural references to that, you can look at Matthew chapter 13 to 41 to 42. Also in Matthew chapter 25 verses 41 to 46. And for the sake of time, I'm just going to encourage you to check those passages out. You know, and, and we look at, we say, wow, you know, we're not perhaps familiar with Yeshua as the conquering lion, but he always existed as a conquering lion even though he came as originally as a sacrificial lamb, the suffering servant of um, Elohim, that uh, even then he was uh, a conquering lion, right? But it was manif but he was manifesting as uh, the suffering servant. We see the conquering lion because he was casting out devils and spiritual warfare was happening shaking the kingdom of darkness until he crushed the head of the serpent on the cross and then hallelujah resurrected uh and um ascended into glory at the seat of david in the heavenlies standing at the right hand of the father until he makes his enemies his footstool so initially and this is what the pharisees missed because the truth was staring them in the face they didn't see it they were looking for a worldly conqueror the time to, to, to physically take the throne of David into a glorious reign and on earth and at the time they didn't see the gravity of the spiritual bondage that was coming to deliver them um so initially uh 
Elohim did not send Yeshua into the world to judge it, but to rescue it. To rescue it. We see that in John chapter 3, verse 17. However, Elohim has entrusted all judgment at the end of uh, days to Yeshua, Jesus. Okay? And we see that in John chapter 22. Uh, John chapter 5, verse 22. Which takes place at his return and is called the second coming. People know that as the second coming. Different people have different uh, ways of viewing that. We know that Yeshua is coming as a conquering lion. And we want to be prepared, right? Any which way it comes to know that we are the unblemished bride. You know, we're not serving on team baddie. We're not serving on the wrong team. We're not serving Satan. We're not serving evil. We're not co coordinating our efforts uh, towards evil to steal, kill, and destroy. No, we want to make sure we're on the right team as believers in Christ. As believers in Christ. So, definitely interesting times we are living in. Because according to the biblical calendar, now I want to get into the biblical calendar a bit. We are in... And... Um, it's significant. It's a fifty-seven eighty-one, according to biblical uh, calendar. But I wanted to bring now the first Nissan, the first of the month, is is the first of the month to the people of the Most High because, according to scriptures, is because it's a freedom from bondage of Mitzrayim in Egypt. It's freedom, be the first of the month to you, and then we have this third month of Saban. The activity happened in the month of Saban. So I wanted to, to briefly just talk about the parable of the wheat and the tears gathered together at the end of time. And again, that Matthew chapter 13 and 24. Jesus clearly describes the wheat harvest and the end of the world. And people say the end of the world, the end of the age. Uh, the Israel agriculture, and it's so interesting because it, you know, the, the, the biblical calendar closely associated with agriculture biblical calendar connected to agriculture and it, and, it, and it provides its own deeper meanings um and you know in modern times we may be far removed from agricultural practices even those are probably more familiar with it than others but uh pentecost in uh, may slash june uh we we celebrated that so it actually completes as a wine harvest. And uh, in July and August, so in the first month of June and July, is the wheat harvest, the wheat harvest is completed. You know, you're able to really clearly see the wheat and the tears. Um, and you collect all the wheat and the tears you burn. Okay, so then... <laughs> um, then we have, in July and August, the summer heat, we have the vintage grapes harvest begins, um, the wine harvest, and the summer fruit. So, yes, we want to be prepared as a righteous bride. And it's interesting, too, because when we look at um, the, uh, the Jewish wedding, is a unique illustration of the Messiah's relationship uh, 
with his followers, with his believers. And it is no wonder then that there are numerous references in the New Testament in biblical times. The process of getting married was was in three phases. And I, I don't have time to go into that right now. But So Yeshua is a bridegroom. And we want to prepare ourselves ready to to be that righteous bride. Um, we don't want to be caught being a whore. I think you can, and if you just look at the context of like human relationship, if you have a man I'm, that truly loves a woman, I'm talking about a man who truly, truly loves a woman, who believes in the biblical institution and establishment covenant relationship of marriage and, and truly loves a woman and, and one woman at that doesn't want multiple women just loves this one woman and then would i i believe he would not want his woman to be whoring around with different men and, and going around and whoring and and, and and sleeping with different men and going around and it's hard broken uh and you could say the same for women. I deeply love a man. Deeply love a man. And wouldn't want him to be going around sleeping with different people. So I'm just using this as an example of how we must stay devoted to our Elohim as our first love. And not go around in lawlessness. And not being obedient children and sons and daughters of the living God. Because... We want to be vomited out of the mouth of the Most High? I hope not. So I wanted to put, I put off this question to you because we have this old rapture context, context and, um, and in reference to the second coming and everything like that. And I just throwing this out there um, because <laughs> rapture, of course, it's been circled. You know, if you don't know now, you know, rapture is, the word rapture is not in the Bible. This is pulled together scriptures that people, but I want to, I wanted to, uh, in actuality, this is what I'm trying to say, that there's more scriptural support. And actually, the word is actually there for the great day of the Lord than there is for this concept of rapture, but this doctrine or teaching. So uh, not to get too deeply in these theog theological matters of, of uh, teachings, we, we, you know, we look out for the, the rapture of the church and everybody just, you know, flying in the air. But rather, what if... You know, rather the, the the rapture is is of the wicked. <laughs> what if what if this rapture that's taken out is of the you know the tears, the shaft, um, the separating the bad fish from 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 the, the from uh, Elohim? You know, the bad fish in Matthew thirteen to sever the wicked from from the just, to purify the the world. You know, Christ coming the, the day, the great day of the Lord, which is uh, the prophet saw and accurately described, like in Isaiah, uh, in Isaiah uh, chapter 66, verse 15 to 16. Let the book pray on it. You know, Revelation 19 and Ezekiel um, and Ezekiel as well as uh, others describe uh, the wicked will be raptured off the earth, actually, or snatched up out of the earth. Um you know, the cleansing of the, the, the earth kingdom. So uh, maybe that will be something to uh, look into next time. Uh, I just encouragement, you know, in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 30, we have the righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. It said the meek will inherit the earth. That's what Jesus said. 
Yes, we want to be that righteous bride. We just either, you know, I look at it this way, either way. Prayerfully, we want to be that ready bride. And we have access through Jesus Christ. We have access to the throne room of our Heavenly Father through prayer. You know, our life is a prayer. Doesn't our life should be a prayer every moment living and we have access back we have access to satisfaction to joy to satisfaction in the presence of the most high when we constantly live in the presence of the most high we have joy to satisfaction that's where we gain our self-control through through the power of the holy spirit that comes upon us as believers the holy spirit of the living god the holy spirit of elohim the holy his holy spirit comes and 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 makes his home within us we dwell in the presence of the most high continually as believers in christ and then as obedient children we strive to to commit good works worthy of our repentance worthy of our repentance and what is repent repent means to turn to turn a willingness to turn from wickedness when we turn from our wickedness and submit to the almighty the creator of heaven and earth yes there is aliens. It's called fallen, demonic, evil beings. You know, and the Most High has made a way for us. And you say, well, well, if, every, if the Most High created everything seen and unseen, why did he allow this to happen? And I would say, why are you even talking? Why do you have ears to hear what, even what I have to say? Because we have an almighty sovereign ruler over all the earth. A day is like a thousand years to the Most High. We have a living hope, a promise. We have a living hope. We have a promise in Christ Jesus that we have pleasures forever. That this is not all there is. That we have an existence, the eternal existence. Now you want to have the eternal existence in Gehenna and hell and out of darkness? Okay. Um, but it, we, we have opportunity for those who are called by the spirit of the most high they are called and dragged and drawn <laughs> to the spirit of the most high to receive this redemption out of the pit of bondage out of suffering and oppression we have an opportunity to have life and life more abundantly uh I, in in acts chapter 4 verse 11 it states this Yeshua is the stone rejected by the builders, by his own people, which has become the cornerstone. There is salvation. There is salvation in no one else. I don't care what the world says. This is what the scriptures say. There is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by whom we must be saved i don't have to prove that to you i don't have to prove that to you it's there the truth is self-evident i believe that the truth is self-evident then the glory of the 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 most high just says in the days of elijah when he when 
they, they say, okay, let's get together and see who's God is, you know, who, who's, who's running the show here. And the prophets of Baal are dancing and hitting themselves and spanking themselves, whatever they had to do to try to bring the fire on the altar. And nothing came about until Elijah said, okay. And Dunwit Michael, oh, where, where's your God? You know, where is he at? Oh, he must be sleeping. And then the Most High showed up. And not only did he show up, he showed out because we see the water being put on the altar. So he, he, it's outside a man's uh, logic, okay? You, you put in the uh, altar, you put in water all over, and then the fire ignited with fire. Woo! There's a most high that showed up, showed out, just like he did in Mitzermin to show his power and might over the Egyptian gods because he's higher than any other god. He's higher than any other god. Any other, whatever you want to say, any demonic demon or whatever doctrines of demon, he, he's higher than any, higher than anybody on this entire planet. I don't care what power they possess. The Most High is higher, and when when he's he raises kings and he lowers them, he raises kings and he lowers them. He has all authority, and I just want to let you know that. The Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, shall not be mocked. I repeat, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, shall not be mocked. You want to look throughout scriptures, those who made it their mission to mock the living God, like the Philistine giant and everybody else and the uh, uh, tire, they want to sit on their throne room and they want to say, I am God, get dethroned like the men that they are. It's all throughout scripture. We got to wake up and realize who's really in control of things. And if you don't see it, you will. If you don't see it here, which I hope you see it here, at least here you have hope. And Gehenna, you don't. And hell, you don't. You don't have hope. There's no hope. You're in a hopeless place forever, eternity that you put yourself there. Okay? I don't want you, I don't want people going there, but they go there and the wicked are there. Because that's where they get cut off at. You just look at Isaiah chapter 44, uh, verse 6. Thus saith Adonai, Yeshua's king and redeemer, Adonai, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. There is no Elohim. There's no one but, uh, there is no one but Adonai. There's no one but Elohim. There's no one but Yahweh. There's no one else. There's no one else. There's no one else. There's no one else. So, judgment is serious. And you want to make sure you're not in the wrath. And we need to turn from our wickedness. We need to repent of our sin. Of our waywardness. There is a king and we ought to be serving him. And being obedient sons and daughters of the living God. It, as the scripture says, as Yeshua said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. The judgment of the wicked is sure and it's true. For those who refuse to repent, they refuse to turn from their wickedness. They refuse to, to submit to the living God. They continue to persecute and oppress the people of the living God. They uh, continue to oppress the poor orphans, they, the widows, the fatherless. They continue in their wickedness. And those stumbling blocks, the self-righteous, religious folk all around the world taking various forms against the Creator, magnifying themselves over man and others with a haughty look and a stiff neck, they too will be vomited out. And those who don't 
uh, obey, o obey the word of the living God in obedience and want to run around in hyper grace and, and, and live life of lawlessness and say, it's okay, he understands, I, I can't keep the commandments, I'll just go and keep fornicating with this lady over here and my wife doesn't know it, so it's okay, I, I just sneak and do it, nobody sees me, but God sees you and you need to repent and turn from your wickedness. And you need to repent and turn from your wickedness before it's too late, before you end up in Gehenna, before you end up in outer darkness, before you end up a cut-off branch that's no good and bears no fruit. Now, we are, as believers, called to bear good fruit. We're called to bear righteous, good fruit to help humanity to prosper and grow. Not a fake, disingenuous, wolves and sheep clothing approach. I'm talking a real deal love for humanity. And I also talk, talk to you about how uh, love is also willing to protect. We look in scriptures, and we just look in the scriptures, when Israel faced the chastisement of the living God, discipline, discipline, because of their wayward heart towards the living God. We see that throughout the scriptures and judges and everything. You know, the cycle of dysfunction with Yeshua's people. And you could say, you could transcend that for the body of Christ. You know, this constant treadmill and of waywardness and how he would use different nations to chastise his own people, to correct them, to bring them their hearts back to him. You know, here he brings them into a land, a promised land of prosperity. And yet they, they didn't appreciate it. And then he brings Babylon to chastise people, the strong hand of Babylon, the strong hand of Babylon, the cup of Yahweh's wrath. Yet this very cup that he used, he also bring judgment upon them and corrected them and disciplined them and brought travesty on them. But we see this act of the living sovereign ruler over all the earth. His original design was beautiful. If you look at the what the original design, what was the original design before the fall, before Eve was beguiled, and then we have this war between Satan's seed and her seed, and we see this constant struggle for domination and control uh, by, by uh, Satan's seed. We see this beautiful paradise, and now we get back to that through Christ, the second Adam, the pure, obedient vessel of the living God to redeem us from our sin and allow us to have eternal life. So thank you for joining me. I, I just want to say this as encouragement. And I know I went off on a little rant because it's drastic times now. We are entering into a period of great, I would say, turmoil in the sense of the wicked are on the watch, right? The righteous are on the watch. And we're, we're living in times where we're, we're going to see this all play out right before our eyes. That's, that's what I want to get. Because there's blessings in being obedient. There's a reward for those who are obedient, sons and daughters of the living God. Because not only are you spiritually fulfilled, not only are you spiritually fulfilled, but you're also uh, physically physically can experience deliverance just like he delivered job and he experienced physical deliverance just like uh esther experienced physical deliverance ruth experienced physical deliverance we have these different acts throughout scripture where people face physical 
deliverance, physical redemption by the Almighty God. And I could go on and on. And then we also see in Scripture those who face uh, judgment. They were cut off. They were completely cut off. Uh, Saul completely cut off. Judas cut off. Um, we see different people in scriptures cut off. Their reward was to be cut off. Their reward for their misdeeds was to be cut off. And this this is all Yahweh's doing um, because he had a plan. And sometimes we don't know the plan. We're trying to figure out. And we, and we think, what, you think you can think like God? You can't. Okay? You think you try to get in the mind of God. You're not, you're not going to get there. I just want to tell you, buddy, you're not going to get there. Okay? You're not, we're not going to get there. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. It says it clearly in scriptures. We need to get that throughout the cats. Okay? You try to figure out God. You're not going to figure him out. So just relax. And really understand that. He puts different people in place. And this is, I want to get back to this because I talked about Babylon. And I talked about all these different Meta-Persian, all these different, when we see it again at Rome. But he puts different people in places. Um, he puts his people in different places throughout scripture. We see that, right? Like Daniel. He puts his people strategically in places throughout history to enact his purposes. Yosef, Joseph. We see he put in his people specifically in places to protect his purpose. And these were people that were in counsel with the Most High in prayer and submission to his His, uh, his uh, commands. So as sons and daughters of the living God and those who are wayward, lost sheep that have gone astray, come back to safety, come back to your God, put Elohim first, seek first the kingdom of God, this is where real life is at. This is where freedom is at. This is freedom from bondage, freedom from a uh, uh, from a, a treacherous existence, freedom from uh, this Satan having a field day with you. And Satan only can be in one place at one time. Okay, this is evil rampant. This is just a perpetual reign of evil, right? And but we see this. We can we can concede our our our, our humanity to. Our, we can concede our uh, will to uh, uh, to to demonic beings, and we and and then be be possessed, and, and we have no control, self control. I couldn't control myself. No, you couldn't, because you know, our hearts are desperately wicked. Who can know it? But instead of being possessed by demonic beings, we can be, we can have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of Yah, which has more power and might over the, any demonic evil force you can think of and then uh, because he's the creator of all life and he is the source of all truth and he can transform our hearts and in yahuwah is self-control so the more we enter into the presence the more we we submit ourselves to the word to his presence to prayer to will we be strengthened against temptations of this world that presents itself pornography and it will gain self-control and i'm just putting it out there so uh, that's another fruit of the spirit. Fruit we have, fruit uh, the fellowship that we have, and Elohim and patience and um, discernment. And I pray in these times we need discernment. And the Most High is exposing. We see this exposing all these wolves in sheep's clothing. He's he's exposing all this double talk 
and double speak and who's really for you and who's really against you and revealing them right before our eyes and so now we can stand firm in the word of god trust in the living elohim make sure because if you're not there's only two paths we can take people say there's a third one no there's two you the one in the middle is you're going to get vomited out of the mouth of the living god and that's in um revelation chapter 3 verse uh, 14 and 23 and if you could go ahead and read that for yourself well, that's in revelation chapter 3 verse 14 to 22 and uh you know you need a hot or cold if you need a hot or cold and you're just taking a passive passive approach uh, you're lukewarm, you're not a cold or hot, I will vomit you out of, out of my mouth. So there's two paths. You're either serving evil baddie or doing the will of evil baddie, which is to steal, kill, and destroy, or you are serving the living God, the creator of heaven and earth, the sovereign ruler of all life, and living to uh, life to have life and life more abundantly through Jesus Christ. Helping people and not seeking to harm people and preserving, being fruitful and multiply, which is a command of the living God. Now, I understand, you know, there's people that don't believe that. They say that's a that's a bunch of bull um, in uncertain, you know, in coarse terms. I would say to you, okay, that's between you and your maker. And he was like, I don't believe in a maker. And I was like, that's between you and your maker. And um, so <laughs> he's the judge, you know. Uh, the truth is self-evident. So I just want to say a prayer over us because we're going through this uh, very interesting season. I believe it's going to be a very hot, hot summer. So I want us to be encouraged. Um, I want us to be encouraged. I want us to... Walk by faith, not by sight. And also, I want us to anticipate miracles. I want us to anticipate transformation. I want us to anticipate a great turnaround. And I want us to anticipate being richly blessed by the Most High, uh, despite you know our circumstances. May Yahweh richly bless you and give you a new life as a disciple or a taught one of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, hallelujah, in the mighty name of Jesus I plead the blood of the lamb over this message. I plead the blood of the lamb over you. And I just thank you for listening this long. And may you be blessed. And as we enter into this great and glorious uh, <laughs> reset by the almighty God. <laughs> the divine reset <laughs> of our lives. Thank you. God has a way of taking back what the enemy stole. Taking what the enemy meant for evil. Redemption calls.